You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT365, broadcasting to you live tonight, today, not on the stairs, not uh, outside on the side of the street, but actually uh, from the hotel here in uh, New York City. And, you know, today I got the opportunity uh, to take the stage here at the event, NFT NYC, and I, I, I take each and every one of those opportunities as a, uh, you know, a very nice luxury and you know, the ability to be able to do that is is pretty amazing, and and we're actually we'll we'll include the audio of a future episode. We'll pull the audio uh, for everyone that wants to that wanted to hear what my ten minute talk was on you know the value or what we're doing minting an NFT every single day for three hundred and sixty five days. And you know, after we you know, we went through uh, my presentation, I got to talk to a lot of you know our listeners. I you know, one of the other things that, you know, hit me was like, let's go see the expo hall and let's go check out some of the vendors that are here at the event. And, you know, as that was going on, Ledger came out with a really big announcement today. So for those that are listening, you know, Ledger came out and said that they are launching a Web3 enablement platform as well as a marketplace. Uh, they've already announced a couple of their brand partnerships. And and for me, you know, I've been big fan. Uh, I'm bullish on Ledger for you know, a good while. I'm not paid to promote. They're not a sponsor of the podcast yet. Um, but, you know, it's uh, one of those things that I've loved what their approach to security and education is. Um, I believe their onboarding of, uh, you know, new users with the Ledger Nano S, the Ledger Nano X, and then even some of the collaborations they've done with uh, customized uh, ledgers are just a really cool concept. And, and they're definitely making headway, you know, and they're making headway across the board. And, you know, I think that's actually where I wanted to kind of take today's ed- episode on just the idea of, you know, making headway or standing out from the noise. And I think one of the things that I've learned in this space is that sometimes people mistake the ability to ignore or interrupt people as always a positive thing or always something that, you know, if you're interrupting, you're getting someone's attention and, and with that attention, you're winning. But there are a lot of events here, you know, at, you know, at uh, NFT NYC, same thing at Miami NFT week, same thing at, you know, the events that we went uh, prior to that as well, that, you know, the question has to be asked, you know, are they doing the event for the holders? Are they doing the event for the founders? Are they doing the event as part of the utility or are they doing the event as part of the marketing of the actual project and the NFT, uh, you know, itself? Because let's face it, you know, this is one of the things that I really think, you know, everyone that's here that listening to the podcast that, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a want to be creator of an NFT project or you have your own NFT project, this is one of those things I think that must be factored into every single decision you make. And that goes into like, what is your goal or what does success look like for this project? But for the, the each individual thing that's happening, right? So if you're sponsoring an event like NFT NYC, who, who are the, you know, the people that you're wanting to satisfy. And I think sometimes there's a mistake when we say like, oh, this is an event 
for our founders and our owners, and it's going to shed a positive light on our community. And I've said this before, you know, a couple of projects and events in uh, New York City last November, um, I actually went in there curious about the NFT project, went to the event and left not interested at all. And actually, a couple of the projects are the two of them are two of the biggest projects that are out there that aren't apes or um, CryptoPunks. And, you know, for me, that part of that is, you know, community. It is project founder transparency. It is the relationship that are, you know, we we're able to build. But it's also what is the plan to market this, to grow this beyond, you know, what it is today. And, you know, as I walked around the expo floor today, uh, you know, I spent, you know, a good couple hours, probably three and a half hours today walking around the expo floor here in uh, New York. And for those that aren't here, I'll give you a little, you know, context, you know, it was, it was amazing. I mean, they, if you are worried about the NFT space or innovation or where, um, energy is going, uh, I can just give you this. Uh, there is no reason to worry the amount of people, projects, uh, tools, technology, software, innovation that are really just thriving right now. Um, and really pushing the boundaries are, I mean, it, it was, damn impressive i mean they i mean they must have had man if i had to guess the number of booths they had maybe 800 booths uh it felt very much like south by southwest uh expo hall which i don't throw that around very lightly i think south by southwest expo hall is one of the for many years was one of the best um of the best when it comes to that but i will say like you know as i was walking around a couple of things hit me and i and i and this kind of falls into this idea of you know what are when, you know, with the actions that we're taking, what are what are the, what are those goals? What are those things that we think are going to be you know said? And, and you know, an odd context. You know, V Friends did a um, a pop up cafe uh, that we went to yesterday, and they had the V Friends truck out there. They were doing some merch giveaways, and you know, they were doing a, some like local conversations there. But it was definitely a founders or a owners uh, you know event, right? So where where really they were just saying, hey. You know, those who hold V friends come over here, hang out in our coffee shop, enjoy yourselves, connect with each other. But it really was not there to market to, you know, as, you know, hey, you know, drive by people, come over and see what V friends are about. Well, at the same time, the fact that you could know that that is a V friends holder perk or it is a, you know, is a utility for holding a V friends. That can be of massive value, and it really just depends on how you you know put it out to the world, how you make those conversations happen. And man, I was going through those booths, and the amount of confusion that I feel like they caused. And, you know, we have the whole team here, and you know, I was walking around with Carter, who Carter has been rocking behind the the video camera, so all of the awesome footage that you guys are seeing um, on all the social channels uh, is come from uh, that man. And we're recording this here. Uh, we got some video for you for those that want to watch the video version of this uh, podcast. But you know, I was walking around with Carter, and you know, it was overwhelming, but it was there was also just a state of a little bit of confusion, right? The, I mean, uh, let me just put it this way. We walked from one one through one room, and it was DeFi, a new social uh, app uh, on the blockchain. It was a new blockchain. It was a new project on Polygon. It was a new migration tool that is Omni blockchain. There was a metaverse tool or metaverse project that was reinventing how we consume or think about the metaverse. Next to a project that said NFTs are the future of the metaverse. Next to a project that said no more crypto NFTs are the future. Next to a project that was talking about some studio that was going to be one-stop shop. Next to another one that literally said, we are going to help you launch your, your NFT project immediately. 
And I laughed. I said, I don't think we need more people having fast NFT launches. Just my personal opinion. I think we need more people understanding this culture and this community and all of the different, you know, kind of variables and things that kind of go in to this whole space. The other part of that that I think is, you know, equally important to kind of uh, have when it comes to a conversation on standing out and, and providing value and, and really going above and beyond is that, you know, when you're thinking about this, you know, this event, because of the high ticket price, because it's in New York City, which let's face it, is not cheap to visit or eat or do anything in, you know, we, we, every one of the pop-up parties here at the event were, you know, it was a good 40 minute walk. Therefore you had an Uber or cab and, you know, the amount of money we've spent just on that is no, is, is no, you know, slouching matter. And, and I'll say that, you know, that is something just to consider as well, right? Like where, not only where we're spending our time and our money, but you know, is, is the value in the, the walk by traffic, right? And you have to think about who is, who are the attendees here? And from what we could really, you know, view or interact, a lot of the attendees here are already in the Web3 space. And if they're not already in the Web3 space, they already have a project or an idea or a client that wants them to be in the Web3 space. But, you know, at the same time, there is an element of, you know, why are the sessions not really that busy? Because, the sessions, you know, there are some great sessions and some great people that are on these stages, but I feel like a lot of, and this is no knock, you know, a lot of the panels here, I could listen to on Twitter spaces probably next week because they're the same people sit next to each other and the same conversations. And I know not everyone's on Twitter and I know, you know, it's not the same experience as being there in live. But I think when we, when I look at like the, the future and how do you stand out and where your projects are going, one of the things that I really think we just need to understand is like, when you were, you know, keep it simple, stupid, right? Is that whole, um, you know, kiss, you know, I'll blow a kiss there. So there's a, there's a kiss for everybody. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. I, I've always believed in that. And I, the thing about keep it simple, stupid, it is so much damn harder than allowing the chaos and the confusion to kind of reign through. And I believe NFT projects are doing this. I believe a lot of the NFT tools and software are doing it. And, you know, I honestly, I stopped at a couple of booths and I left there more confused on what their tool was going to be and who their audience was than when I walked by the booth. And that kind of same feeling happens with some of these NFT events too, just to put this out there, right? Like you go to an event and you're like, what were they trying to convey or put out there? And, you know, I'll say, I, you know, the thing about these you know, NFT projects that I've also said, I've been trying to be very clear on is it's hard to just judge one project to another, right? You almost have to like whittle them down into different types of, of projects, types of utility, types of art, types of target audience, and then kind of compare across there. And so a lot of the statements that I'm making, I'm not making it, you know, you know, a blanket statement, but you know, when someone will come to me and say, Brian, what was the be what project did the best activation at NFT NYC? And for me, like, first of all, the word best is, you know, a whole different one, right? So it's more of like, well, who was the best at attracting new people to their project? Who was the best at capturing the energy and the momentum that existed here? And I will tell you, you know, Goblin Town pretty much owned a majority of the conversation these last couple of days here at NFT NYC. But although they did own a lot of the conversation, they kind of, you know, had a little bit of a, a interesting you know scenario last night where we we ended up going to their late night pop up party and apparently some of the information had leaked and it was already pretty much sold out before we even arrived which we arrived only minutes after the uh, the location was dropped out there and 
you know, and then there, they had some changes of their schedule and, you know, some people, you know, some quote unquote influencers, which we could also put quote unquote crybabies or quote unquote, you know, they want to be treated like prima donnas, yet they want to act like, um, you know, they have no cares in the world yet. You know, there are many of them that live in their mother's basement still. And and I think it's unfortunate that that kind of exists. And then I'll also just put out there that, you know, don't believe everything that you read or see from the perspective of an event like this. Like one of the things that was really interesting to me is that I was getting a, I've got a bunch of DMs and I, I, I will just be honest, I haven't been as great as checking DMs over the last 48 hours uh, just being here at the event. And I opened a lot of DMs and people are like, man, Brian. I can't believe this is happening at the event or Brian, I can't believe this is like, how are you staying so positive? And I was like, wait a second. Like, where did you get that info? Like, where, where are you getting your, like your view? Is it one video? Is it one tweet? Is it one influencer that's bitter? And we also have to remember it's very easy to bash like what you're not included on. And I'm one, I will, I will admit that. And I'm going to challenge everyone that's listening to this, right? It's very easy to be like, Oh, bored apes like ape fest. That that just sucks. Like they, you know, they keep fumbling. Apes are gonna call noun, and you have to just ask yourself: Are you saying that from a place of jealousy? Are you saying that from a place of if I had an ape, I was sure as hell would be enjoying the hell out of that, right? Like, and I will tell you, like last night when you know I saw the lineup for ape fest, I was like, man, that would be cool to have an ape and be able to go to that party. And and I could have gone to the party if I wanted to go to the party. I had some people that had you know invites or tickets that could make that happen, but um, you know, I my team and the things that we were working on, we got to go to the Illuminati party and then we got to go to, um, you know, do the goblins thing. And, you know, one of the people on our project, uh, Drew, um, has a, uh, you know, an addiction for merchandise. So he was able to get some goblin merch, um, which goblin merch hat is really a McDonald's hat with just a little bit more squiggly of an M. Um, but we, Hey, we worked hard for that merch. And, uh, and I, and I think like, the, the piece of this that I think is just important to think about is like, we often talk about like, how do you stand out online? We also say like, okay, how do you stand out in, you know, in person? But even as it goes a step further than that, like once you stand out, what do you, what do you want me to walk away from? Like, what do you want me to feel like? And sometimes it can just be like, Hey, you want to feel like they're here and they're doing something and that's okay. I'm okay. I perfectly believe that that, that can be a value, but man, I tell you, if you, I, I and this is the, just the thing that I I, I sadly believe that a lot of projects that were here today that bought a booth that sponsored a party, I don't believe a lot of them will be around come this event next year. And it's not because I don't believe in the space or the, the area, but it's really the ultimate concept of, you know, what is like your you know commitment to where this space is going? What is that unique value proposition that you're providing? And then I think the last thing is you know, and I, as someone that works, you know, I get to work with a lot of brands on uh, translating their geek speak and and telling their brand stories. You know, a lot of the brand story has to be told in a way that well, it goes goes back to that kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And I would argue a lot of people went and visited some booths, they got some swag, and guess what they didn't get. They don't have an idea of what that project's about. They don't know the tool or that utility. And even like, I, I mean, I literally pulled out just before recording this podcast, I pulled out four business cards and I looked at those four business cards and I was like, I don't even remember why I kept them. Now, that's partially on me. I probably should have wrote something down, but I feel like that is, there is almost something here to be like, you know what? Let me just like provide value. Let me like, I mean, I, I would say even, even going a step further, like, 
you know, there's a there's a really cool project, uh, and I gotta give a shout out to uh, it's the Gaylords, and they're gonna be coming on the podcast uh, in the very near future. We're actually doing it on International Pride Day. Uh, we have a uh, a cool, really cool panel that we're gonna bring to you. Uh, we're gonna record it on that day, and we're gonna get that podcast episode out for you. And uh, you know, we were talking today, and you know, I just love what you know projects that are mission driven, but are also committed to making an impact, not just, you know, living on that mission. And then they're also committed to doing things the right way. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I mean, there was a lot of money spent here in a market that's very tight. And I'm not sure if it was money well spent. And I guess that's part of this that comes down to it. And I will also say there's a couple a couple NFTs that I will be selling or if are not already sold at this moment for projects that I was just hoping that they would, um, they would show up a little differently at this event. And for me, that was part of like, Hey, I was on the, on the fence already. And this was like, Hey, I'm gonna give them a chance. Let's see what happens here. And I don't think they did anything wrong. They just, in my opinion, didn't do anything that gave me like an aha or a warm of fuzzy or something that was right. And so that's something that I would definitely think about. And you know, and I also want to just give a shout out to some of the, the hustles, the hustlers that are listening to this right now that are, you know, in our community that, you know, I just love, you know, being able to talk to, you know, we have some people that are doing things in, in the law space. We have some people that are doing some things in the augmented reality space. Uh, we have some amazing listeners that are, are, are speaking on equality and, um, you know, the importance of, you know, getting equal voices out there and, and, you know, I think that is something that uh, we definitely need more of, uh, you know, and the, the last thing I'll just kind of pull this you know episode together on is we also just got to be very careful in, you know, the way that we're, we're kind of showing up that it still aligns online as it does offline. And I said this at VCon, you know, Gary V walked out the gate and he said, you know, I find it unacceptable the way that people were acting. Um, when they were going to get that limited edition merch um, at VCon. And he literally laid out like word for word. He's like, these are our values. Those are our values in our Discord. These are the values in our community. And they sure as hell are going to be our values at VCon. And I think that has to be apparent with all of these projects and everything they're doing. And that takes a lot of strategy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of commitment and education. And, and the, the piece that I think that, you know, I want to give a little bit of an actional piece here for everyone that's listening, right? When I'm, when I'm looking at it from a collector or an investor perspective, how well does everyone involved in the, in the project, including owners know the story, know the utility, know the value proposition, as someone that, you know, as we are building our project, that is one that I am working on improving at, right? Like I want to make sure every person on our team can not only talk about, you know, why we wrote the contract a certain way, what the utility is, why there are certain dates are included, what what are we doing to include merch and collaboration? Why are we focusing on, you know, this type of art or this style um, uh, of things that we're kind of integrating? And it takes a lot of work, like, and, you know, the truth is in web two, that was still a problem. Like, let's just be very clear. A lot of these, you know, uh, you know, blaring mistakes, a lot of these things that we're seeing across the board were very evident, uh, or prevalent in web two and they're still prevalent in web three, but that doesn't, that's not an excuse. That's not a like, Hey, let's just keep on riding this train. Like if we want to be innovative, we want to drive forward, then we have to do things bigger and better. And on, in many cases do things in ways that web two wasn't able to. And so my friends, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here today, you know, this day on NFT NYC, never been more bullish on this space. I mean, the innovation, the people, 
the thought leadership, the collaboration, the community, the strides that we are making are all there. But I also just think we have to be very cautious and aware of how people are showing up. You know, what are our strategies and, and what are some of the things we're going forward? So, you know, a uh, big shout out to the team that's been here with me uh, here recording content. We got videos, we got audio, we got some uh, crazy, I, I drank, uh, I called it pickle water, but it was not pickle water. It was actually cactus water, but the people were dressed up like pickles. I know you, if you made it this far in the podcast, you're now really confused with what I was doing here in New York. Uh, you're going to have to check out over on, on our Instagram. Well, the Instagram will be over there at NFT365 Podcast. Uh, I also put out on, on our Twitter's accounts as well. But uh, it was actually a really cool brand activation for a brand that is on the Shark Tank recently. And we might end up having them here on the podcast as well. You never know. Um, but they spotted us in uh, Times Square. They actually knew about the podcast. Uh, and they put me up for a challenge. And, and you'll have to just go watch the video to see what all that was about but um check us out on all the socials of course this video will be up on the youtubes for if you want to watch the video version but until tomorrow my friends make it a great day cheers this show is not financial advice